Is Jalen Tolbert one of the biggest sleepers in the 2022 NFL draft? And where can you get him in your dynasty rookie drafts? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by Marcus Mosier. Give him a, f- a follow on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. And be sure you're subscribing wherever you're listening to your podcast because I mean, we have been knocking out pre-draft profiles left and right. We're breaking down all the rookies. You are not going to want to miss a single one of these profiles. Uh, And and even better, we get to break down all this dynasty info with uh, some of the fantastic talents with Matt and Ryan. I mean, you got to subscribe. You got to leave a five-star review. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, so today we are talking about Jalen Tolbert, Kate, and I know uh, Michelle is a big fan of Tolbert. I watched him last night, and I've got some, I've got some takes, Kate. Hashtag takes. So uh, let's. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, let's let's get into Jalen Tolbert because I think after the Senior Bowl, a lot of people thought, hey, this is a guy that could be nearly second round receiver in the actual 2022 NFL Draft. Uh, a lot of hype around him. Uh, but if you if you aren't familiar with Jalen Tolbert and a little bit of his backstory, six foot one, 194 pounds, went to South Alabama, uh, did not play much his first two years there. Last two seasons in 2020 and 2021 had fantastic numbers. Um, what did you see on tape from T- Tolbert when you went and watched him? I, I mean, he's he's definitely the the big threat downfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy that you know, can, can accelerate. Um, you know, it, I think especially after the combine, he posted a somewhat disappointing four, four, nine 40. Um, I think he, he looks faster than that when you see him stretch the field. Um, that's, I think going to be his primary role in the NFL. But I think one of the biggest questions comes with his size. He's six one. So I think, you know, He's able to get downfield maybe better than uh, you know guys with that six-one frame, um, but he does have a, a a relatively small frame for that height at yeah. one hundred ninety-four pounds. So the the question I think is going to be how does he develop in the in the um, you know the culture of the NFL? Is he going to be able to put on some weight? Um, also, he's 23 years old. He's one of the older wide receivers in this class. Um, you know, a, a relatively slow start to his career, you mentioned. So how does, it, you know, this sort of fit in? Because, you know, though he had uh, a relatively low breakout age that, mm-hmm. or a relatively high breakout age at uh, 20.5, um, that ranks him right around the 50th percentile. Um, dominator rating off the charts. He produced so much of the offense for South Alabama, 51.2% ranks in the 96th percentile for college dominator rating, which is uh, absolutely incredible. He literally was the offense. 
Yeah, and I want to talk about the age in a little bit because this is a good conversation that we should have on the podcast. But in terms of the player, I think you nailed it, right? He's a down-the-field wide receiver threat without top-end speed, right? So how do you value a six-foot-one receiver who runs basically a 4-5-0? I don't know. It's tricky because he was productive, and he went to the Senior Bowl and looked pretty good. Um, But there's just... Felt like there was something missing a little bit in his game. I wanted him to be a little bit more explosive. I wanted him to be a little bit more dynamic after the catch. And I just didn't see it. Now, that doesn't mean he's a bad player. It's just I think I think we need to temper uh, you know, t- temper our expectations a little bit. I don't think this is a Cooper Cup level player. I don't think this is a first-round caliber receiver. This is probably a guy that's a number two or number three receiver on his own team, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. And, you know, I I think that he's going to be probably one of these more volatile assets because of his deep threat ability. Um, I I don't think he necessarily profiles as a prototypical uh, number one wideout, but, you know, he's got the big play ability uh, ranked fourth in the FBS in 2021 uh, with 37 deep targets, 20 or more yards. Uh, He, he, he can play deep. And I mean, that's a very, very valuable um, thing to be able to do for your NFL offense. But um, I I think, you know, with that sort of role comes a lot of volatility. Um, You know, Marcus, you and I were in a a best ball draft right Mm -hmm. now, a dynasty best ball. Like Jalen Tolbert is the kind of guy that I would much prefer to target. Um, as a rookie in a, a best ball type format yes. where I don't have to count on him week to week, but I can capture those individual games where he explodes. Cause I think he's bound to have some of these games. Uh, it, it's just going to be a matter of one. Yeah, I agree. I think, and I think the fit is going to be really important as well. Right. As you mentioned, like if he goes to a team, uh, I don't know, let's say a, let's say a team like Detroit, right. Where the quarterback isn't, super great at throwing the ball down the field. Uh, they could add a bunch of receivers over the next couple of years. I don't know if that gets us all that excited, but if he goes to green Bay and all of a sudden he's the number two receiver in green Bay, for example, I, I think that's when we get really excited. So I think his draft landing spot is going to be really important. I think how high he gets drafted is going to be more important than some other receivers. And it just makes him uh, a volatile asset, right? And and you kind of mentioned that. So uh, I want to continue to talk about Tolbert and his age because I typically get a little scared about 23-year-old rookie receivers coming out of small schools. Uh, but maybe this is a, a different case, Kate. But uh, before we talk about that, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Kate, does a receiver being 23 years old scare you at all? It does, but it it doesn't sound like uh, quite as much as it does you. Um, you know, it obviously the older a prospect gets, and and the longer you have to wait for that breakout, the hit rates just 
are lower. Um, you know, the, uh, the indication of, um, or, you know, the correlation with success there is that, you know, usually we see that, that earlier production and that's, that's a, a good indicator yep. of future success, yep. but, um, you know, it, it's not something that is going to, to put him off of my draft board. I'm just not as scared if, if they have early an early breakout age, if they are young, uh, at the point of the draft, that's a huge plus, but I don't necessarily take it as a knock. So I'm, I'm curious as to your thoughts and maybe I should be more concerned about his age. Yeah. The hit rate for receivers that are 23, 24 during the rookie seasons is not great. Now there are some guys scattered in there that have had really nice seasons. Cooper cup is one of them. Anquan Bolden is another one. Um, but it's rare and it's very rare to get a guy from a small school and have a guy that's 23, 24 years old. Again, Cooper Cup is one of the the only examples of, you know, becoming a fantasy star from a small school and being older. Does that mean that you're all of a sudden saying it's okay to draft these guys high because Cooper Cup did it? I don't know. It's just the hit rate is very, very low. So you got to be really confident that this player is a fantastic talent and can – the, the jump in competition isn't going to be a big deal. Tolbert only played one power five school over the last three years. That's a little bit scary. And while he was good at the senior bowl, I don't think he was clear cut the best receiver there or anything like that. I actually thought Calvin Austin looked much better. So I like Tolbert. I just, I, there are some red flags that pop up that make you a little bit nervous. Kate, that's all. Speaking of Calvin Austin, he is uh, another 23-year-old wide receiver in this draft class. Uh, another one who is about to turn 23, Christian Watson, mm -hmm. uh, who he's been, uh, you know, a, a name that we've hearing we've been hearing a lot of buzz about. Um, you know, we haven't gotten into their profiles yet, but do you share the similar age concerns with a guy like Christian Watson and Calvin Austin? I, I do now. I think I like Tolbert better than either of those guys for Dynasty. And we can talk about that a little bit where Tolbert ranks. But, yeah, and, and especially with Austin, right, when you are small and old, it's a little concerning, right? At least Watson and Tolbert have better size, and I think they project as outside receivers in the NFL. Yeah, but it's definitely scary a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, it, I I prefer Jalen Tolbert over, uh, over uh, Calvin Austin for sure. Christian Watson, I think, is a, a little bit closer, but I, I think definitely you, you have to consider that as part of your evaluation. But again, I'm not I'm not necessarily making, uh, it, you know, sliding him off my draft board, but that age might slide him down the scales in terms of his actual NFL draft value. Um, yeah. You know, hey. how heavily do we see NFL teams, you know, uh, weight that age factor. Um, I, I think that could be an interesting uh, aspect and in considering his landing spot. Yeah, I agree. I just, there is something about the, the physical profile. That's a little scary to me too, Kate. Like when you get a receiver who is six, one and under 195 pounds and you're not running in the low four fours, right? I mean, we know that the, the combine times were significantly faster this year. So even if you want to add, 0.04 seconds which is very conservative you're looking at a four five five receiver with 
below average weight with below average, I mean, not below average height, but just a weird frame. And we've seen guys like this, like last year, Diami Brown from North Carolina, younger, more productive, went to a bigger school, very similar profile, fell to the late, later part of the third round. And I don't know if he's really ever going to be a dynasty asset. So I think there's, I think there's some reason to be concerned about Tolbert. I, I get why people are really excited and I understand it. There are, I think it's just important to remember not to get too, too excited about Jalen Tolbert. I think that's fair. All right. I, I want to talk about where we should rank him among receivers, where he's going in, in your dynasty rookie drafts right now. Uh, but before we do that, let's tell you guys about Bilt Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better thanks to Built Bar. Yeah, it's it's very easy to accomplish because Built Bars just taste so good. Uh, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, with most Built Bars only containing 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. They've also got so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and they've got new flavors coming out all the time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, one more thing that I noticed when I was watching the film of Jalen Tolbert. Um, He is a guy that wins down the field a lot but there's just not a lot of separation there. Like he he's having to win based on some contest catches and there's just guys draped all over him. So I wonder once he gets to the NFL, how successful he's going to be at, you know, winning down the field. If he's always got a guy you know on him. And if, if quarterbacks are going to be willing to throw him the ball down the field, it's a bit of concern. Did you see that when you were watching the tape? Yeah. And I think the, the, concern too it sort of pairs with uh you know that competition factor if that's what you see at Mm -hmm. the collegiate level uh we know how things we know how things go in the nfl things can get a little handy um you know if if you're facing uh lackluster competition at the collegiate level you've you've got to ramp that up uh about a billion times uh when you when you get to the nfl um, you know, I think he is uh, a, a capable route runner. Um, if he can further develop some of that skills to to gain separation within his route running, um, I, like I think that needs to be a point of emphasis in okay. in his development. Um, now w- let's talk about good fits because we talked about his uh, ability to, um, you know, catch balls down the field. He's a deep threat guy. Average 17 or more yards per reception all of his years. Uh, each of his mm-hmm. three seasons as a starter, which is fantastic. Um, you know, he he is going to be, I think, a very viable option for a capable deep quarterback. And th- the nice thing is, Marcus, is that he is not one of these wide receivers that's going to go in the top half of the draft. You don't no. necessarily no. have to worry about uh, him missing out on some of these top tier quarterbacks that can deliver the ball down the field. Um, Tell me some of your favorite fits that we could potentially see. Cause I, I mean, between the fact that, you know, maybe he'll go in, uh, you know, the late second, third round, maybe like the 
possibilities are kind of endless here. So uh, what's your ideal fit for Jalen Tolbert uh, in, in the NFL for his dynasty value? Yeah, I've got two fits that I really like. The first one's Atlanta. Atlanta picks at 58 in the second round. That's the pick they got back for Julio Jones. You go to a team that just doesn't have a lot of options at receiver, right? If he can go into that offense, probably be the number two receiver right away and just get a bunch of targets and kind of get up to speed in the NFL that way. I love it. I also love the Colts. Uh, the Colts have a pick early in the third round at number 73. You go to that offense and you're working behind Michael Pittman. My guess is T.Y. Hilton's going to come back for one more year and they kind of can ease them into a role like that. I, I think that's a phenomenal fit with Matt Ryan. Uh, being able to throw the ball down the field in a dome. I, I would love that. Uh, I think that's super interesting. I'm going to throw uh, throw something different at you here. Okay. What about, um, and this is me, you know, uh, considering the ability of the, the deep threat capability, you know, of the potential availability of targets here. What about uh, with Kyler Murray? Pair him, pair him with Kyler Murray. He's got, uh, he's got an arm on him. Mm -hmm. uh, give him one of these deep threat options. You know, you've got a veteran in DeAndre Hopkins that, you know, sort of alleviates that pressure of the departure of Christian Kirk now with the, the Jaguars. Um, they do need some playmakers. Uh, Rondell Moore not going to be the deep threat. I think we all have no. come to terms with that. Um, you know, Jalen Tolbert, I think, could be an interesting fit in this offense specifically because he doesn't need to fill the alpha wide receiver one role. Um, I think this is the the perfect kind of offense where he could just come in and uh, be the deep threat guy, and that's all you need him to be. Yeah, I think that's a good fit. I I, I like the Chargers again in the, the third round. Like, they have Mike Williams. They have Keenan Allen in the slot. They did draft Josh Palmer in the third round last year. Uh, but somebody else that can help stretch the field a little bit. We'll see how much longer Keenan Allen's going to be with this team. Uh, I, I man, There are a lot of fits, and that's the good thing I like about Tolbert is if he's going in the late second, third round, there's a lot of teams where I'm like, yes, this makes sense. If he's the, the second or third option in the passing game, you can get really excited about. Um, and that's why I am excited about his dynasty value, Kate. Right now on DynastyLeagueFootball.com, uh, he is currently wide receiver 13 among rookies, and that feels way too low. I know I know people are probably thinking, well, Marcus, you just you know killed the kid a couple of minutes ago, but <laughs> I, I I think he's a major value right now as he's being drafted behind guys like David Bell, John Mechie from Alabama, Wandale Robinson. Tolbert should go much higher than those guys because the ceiling is just much higher than that. Yeah, for sure. Especially, I, I mean, like uh, Wondell Robinson, uh, love the prospect, but again, so small. Yeah. Um, like the hit David rate, so I, I would rather take my chances on the the late breakout um, yes. and Jalen Tolbert than, you know, some of these uh, guys that are maybe a little bit smaller and, and have other concerns um, from, from a size perspective. And there's another guy, Justin Ross is being ranked right next to him. And I just kind of think Justin Ross's body is cooked a little bit. I mean, you saw him at the, the athletic testing at uh, Clemson's pro day. I mean, he was an all time bad athlete and David Bell is a bad athlete. He ran in the four sixes at the combine, right? And we know how fast of a track that is. So uh, 
I think he's a major value right now. I just don't see quite the ceiling that other people in the dynasty and fantasy football community see. But if you're getting him as wide receiver 11, wide receiver 12 in this class, I love it. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. uh, Definitely great value there, especially if you're maybe, you know, having your rookie drafts before the NFL draft, which I always think is super, super fun. He's going to be a guy that um, I, I think is going to end up being a huge value, but he is somebody that I think with a good landing spot is going to have a big jump up after the draft. Um, so, so and that, that's the thing is that he can, he can land pretty much anywhere because of the fact that he's going to be drafted later. Yep. He'll be available to these, these uh, pick, you know, these teams that uh, are, are picking late. Let's say he goes to Buffalo at pick 57. They, they just need somebody else that can help stretch the field a little bit. Um, obviously, they still have Diggs. They have Gabriel Davis. So he's the third receiver in Buffalo. How much does that change his value? I think that's great for his value. Josh Allen ranked second in the NFL last year in uh, pass attempts of 20 or more yards, ranked second in deep passing yards. Uh, mm-hmm. We know he's got the gun to deliver the ball. Um, you know, last year was absolutely uh, killer uh, fourth highest passer rating when targeting the ball that deeply down the field. Um, I, I think that would be a fantastic fit. Again, you have um, those concerns. Obviously they just, you know, extended Stefan Diggs, So he's, he's going to be their number one, but um, I, I think that Jalen Tolbert, again, if you put him in an offense where he's not necessarily asked to be that number one wide receiver, uh, could be really interesting to see how how they uh, would maybe balance him against a guy like Gabriel Davis, who we've seen flashes from in the past, too. Is there any landing spot late second, early third round that would have you lower his value at all? Because it sounds like from everything we've mentioned right now, we're expecting to see a pretty big jump in his value when he gets drafted. Is there any spots where you can be like, eh, I, I don't love him now. <laughs> uh, you know, I think any of these guys that maybe don't necessarily target uh, or, you know, have a, a high percentage of targets deep down the field, uh, maybe looking at, uh, you know, the giants, it, like, the Giants, um, you know, if Drew Locke ends up being the starter there in Seattle, um, I'm not yeah. totally sure that I, I would love that fit because I, I don't any of these guys that I'm not necessarily certain that I trust to get the ball there, uh, like a Daniel Baltimore. Jones, like a Drew Locke. Um, it, all of these these are, yeah. are big question marks for me. Sam Darnold, depending on what Carolina does at at quarterback, uh, I'm I'm thinking they take Kenny Pickett at this point. It seems like that's yeah uh, etched in stone. But God, if Sam he, Darnold has anything to do with this <laughs> offense, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, he's going to be an interesting one. I, I want to kind of keep tabs on him. Maybe we'll have to do a show after the draft just to see where Tolbert lands because I could easily Kate again. He right now on Dynasty League Football wide receiver thirteen. I could see him jumping all the way up to wide receiver eight wide receiver nine depending on the landing spot and there's just not many situations where i see him going lower than wide receiver 13 right Uh, maybe if he goes to you know houston or the giants or something like that but i just don't see i don't see a lot of ways in which his value decreases even houston i mean 
one of the more underrated deep passers last year. Uh, I, I think we we saw some promising things from Davis Mills. We are a Davis Mills podcast, of course, but uh, with the, the limited deep deep options there, I mean, down the field uh, in, on plays with uh, or targeting 20 or more yards down the field, 643 passing yards, six passing touchdowns and one interception. Like, yeah, that's not bad. Had literally the highest passer rating on uh, these deep throws among any NFL quarterback like that's that's pretty crazy considering the the casting of characters that he was throwing to down the field it's gonna be interesting to see where he lands I'm really excited about Jalen Tolbert uh I think we are both we both like Jalen Tolbert we're maybe not as high as the rest of the fantasy football community but still a value right now if you're having rookie drafts or you're in startup drafts like we are right now Go grab Jalen Tolbert because I think his value is going to rise over the next 17, 18 days. So uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Matt and Ryan will be back tomorrow. So if you've missed them, and I know you guys have, shows coming out on Tuesday and Wednesday. Kate, you and I will be back on Friday to continue talking about some receivers ahead of the 2022 NFL Draft. Follow the show on YouTube, uh, Locked On Dynasty over there. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Kate at FFBallBlast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your week. We'll see you guys next time.